Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Hey, we're back. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm good, buddy. <laughs> I wish we should just start actually just recording sometime, uh-huh. like the five minutes prior to us actually coming on the air, just like we just did. It would be- either be the funniest thing or we would lose <laughs> everyone. <laughs> because as especially as we're doing this remotely now, mm-hmm. like uh, listener, I mean, Chris is a master sound engineer. I mean, his, ner- his nerdiness in this whole thing is just it's amazing to me. Yep. And then, he, so he just, as we, I'm trying to figure some of this out, he just talked down to me pretty. <laughs> I did. I was kind of a jerk. Very, very much like a jerk. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, none of this is news to anyone. <laughs> no, it <clears throat> it's, a, it's awesome to be able to do it this way and. Get to see you at mm. whatever time it is, 9.42 mm-hmm. in the evening mm-hmm. after a long day of work mm-hmm. with your white t-shirt on. Yeah. And and surely, thank goodness, this is just the top Oh, you know I'm, it. You know it. I know you don't fancy. You on. bet I don't. <laughs> I'm in my own house. That's right. Oh, be That's comfortable. Right. Yeah. So how's life going, man? It's good. You're I'm comfortable. It, ticking away. Yeah. In, into marriage. Yes. Time is ticking away. It is. I'm. I'm so happy. I was telling her tonight. Are you? Yeah, I was telling her tonight, and even, you know, we're we're in the middle of wedding planning and all the the joy that comes from that and everything. And I was even like being a little sarcastic because uh, we had some because we had some conflict today, uh, yeah. Kristen and I. And I, you know, at the end of the night, uh, you know, was even was able to tell her like. There's no one else I'd want to like have this conflict with. Mm. Like I'm, you know, I'm here for it. I'm into it. You're gonna have. I'm conflict, also a jerk, so, so yeah. Well, she knows that. <laughs> she she, she would have left a long time ago. I mean, you have a you have a recording that refer or a podcast that refers to you as a jerk. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, but she, I think she's into you for the following Jesus part. Um, I thought it was my dashing good looks, but sure, that's. I- <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure. No doubt. <laughs> no, I better lock this down quick before she realizes just how uh, out of my league she is. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's that is absolutely lock, true. Lock this one down quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey man, I'm I'm excited to uh, go hang out with you for a dudes' night. Yeah, that's right. Bachelor party. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of craziness. Yep. Yep. Not oh, really. We're, good. we're gonna get so, wasted. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> We'll laugh a lot. We'll mm-hmm. eat a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll enjoy ourselves. Yep. I think it's going to be good. In that order, I thought we were going to eat first, but we are going to eat first. No I'm laughing. Sorry, that was no laughing that during that eating. <laughs> Not <laughs> until. So here's here's where I'm at. I, I I I was like, hey, we should we should just make sure that we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And having I was a looking. Good time. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was here for it. So I was just, you know, gonna see if one of my elder children would would drive for the evening. Mm-hmm. 
And then my daughter was trying, like, figuring out what that would look like. And she's like, so I'm going to have to sit by. Well, I'll bring a friend with me. And I'm like, no, you're not. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. I don't know if we're doing that or not. But Yeah, I could drive. Anyway. No, we could, uh, I can drive. Yeah. We're just. Yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're not, we're not those kind just, of drinkers. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. No, just a uh, little, make it nice for you. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to spend. $800 on a limo. Um, what? You're not getting for a, the f- You're not for getting the a limo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty small. It's pretty and I I like it that way. Actually, at one point, I seriously considered and I even told you this, what if it's just you and I? Like, what if we were the bachelor party? I I'm I'm in for it. But we order the same amount of food as if we ordered for 4 to 6 people. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I've never been to the Brazilian steakhouse you've referred to before. Well, it's closed. Well, I know there's one in Indy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we're not going to Indy, but I didn't, I didn't know that much about it. But oh, it's amazing. I knew we, we could get a lot of meat there. It's, it's amazing. I've, I, you've, you've talk, never, talked you've about never so been much? to one of these. No. All right, uh-uh. all right, all right. We're gonna take a quick moment here and uh, educate our <laughs> listeners. On a what a Brazilian steakhouse is. It's a Brazilian barbecue place called a churrascaria. Churrasco, churrasco is the Brazilian word for barbecue, uh, but a churrascaria is a is a place you go to for barbecue, and okay. they so you go in and there is a giant buffet, right? So much stuff on the buffet, all types of salads and charcuterie and. Like staple Brazilian dishes like rice and beans. Many of them have sushi. There's all sorts of breads and rolls. and uh, I mean, so much food, delicious food on the buffet. Here's the thing. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Okay. Because here's what happens. You get full on that and you miss the main thing. The main thing meat. are, yeah, they just have skewers and skewers of meat that are that are openly roasting, and they literally bring them. You have a a thing at your at your table. It's like a like a red light, green light kind of situation, uh, and it's usually yes, yeah, a little thing you flip over. And when the thing is green, the way the servers who just come around with skewers of meat and slice meat for you off the skewers. Right at your table, you name it. You, every part of the cow you can imagine, all sorts of sausages and chickens, and I mean, uh, uh, you name it. And they'll bring it around, and they'll put it on your plate, and you eat it like little by little, right? So they 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 sure. don't put giant servings. They just put a little on your plate, and then you eat that, and the next one comes around, and they put a little bit more if you want it, you know. Uh, and as long as your thing is flipped up to green, green means go, as in go get me meat. And they will, <laughs> and they'll just keep putting it on your on your uh, on your plate. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. It is, and I, my 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 cheeks are sweating just listening. Oh yeah, to oh yeah. I would get the, I would easily get the sweats. <laughs> and my favorite thing is, so it's not cheap, right? But right. Uh, the one here, there used to be one here in town. Um, it was like I don't know. I think I want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna. It was like twenty five or thirty a person. But uh, kids. Seven and under or six and under? I don't know. There was a point eight for free. And so Hava and I would go every other Friday night. Every Friday night that I had her, we'd go to this place. Because it would cost us as much as going anywhere else in town. Because I just had to pay for me. 
how long has it not been in Fort Wayne? Uh, they closed at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, it a, a couple just a couple weeks ago when I was in Indianapolis, yeah. I looked because there was one near the hotel we yes. were at, and it was not twenty five no. or thirty dollars. No, 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 no. that's double. That's that. called folk. That's uh, the one in Indy is called. I believe it's called Fogo de Fogo Chao. De Chao. That is yeah. like the top of the line one down in Brazil. Oh, that okay. they've broken out into the U.S. So they, yeah, they're like sixty something a person. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, it's, but it's, it's amazing, and they're really, really good. Wow. Yeah, they're very, very good. <sighs> I'm hungry now. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's get some meat. That, I'm all in for some meat. <laughs> so I remember my first time ever going to like a backyard Brazilian barbecue, a churrasco. Um, they told me they're like. Hey, like just so you know, we you know we've had Amer- we've hosted Americans before. It's just a big old party. It lasts all hours of the night, and like we've hosted Americans before. And let me just let you know, like we do things differently. We cook a little bit of meat at a time, and as it comes out, grab some. If you don't do that, you're not going to get any. And so I'm like, I heard them, and I not in my head. Yes, okay, got it. And sure enough. I when it when when the when the food was ready, you know, the first thing they do is cook some like fatty bacon and it's a it's a it's a barbecue shaped like a like a pyramid. Perfect for me, the Egyptian. Uh but they <laughs> they cook some bacon right on the top, some really fatty bacon, so the grease just gets on everything. And then they mm. just cook little by little pieces of meat and they put them out. And I I waited. I waited like a very polite person, waited until all the meat was out and everyone was served and I would get so annoyed at everyone just like grabbing the, you know, some, they would put out one or two pieces and they would be gone instantly and they would put out a couple more pieces and they would instantly be gone. All you name it, every type of meat you can imagine. And, uh, and finally they're like, Chris, we told you it was like towards the end of the night. <laughs> like we told you. <laughs> I was like, I know, but I didn't believe you. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, where where did we leave off last week? Uh, we left off at rock bottom. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, you've got your letter. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, la- I feel like last week was a whole precursor to, uh, like I said, I was cleaning out my my home, right? My 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 that one room in the house where just yep. all the junk is, and I came across. Uh, about six to eight months after I got out of rehab, mm-hmm. uh, I was asked to share my testimony at Celebrate Recovery, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and type it out so we can review it." I was so offended. Never, never. First off, I've never typed that uh, any message out, and secondly, review it. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I quickly got over myself, and so. I did, and I found it, and man, uh, is long, and I won't get into all of it, but there was there was something, there was a, there was a couple parts that really, really stood out to me, and I want to. Here, uh, I'm gonna pick up. I don't know, like two thirds of the way through it, I'm gonna just read a couple of things. So uh, so a month and two days after my then-wife made her discovery, 
I was being driven to rural Kentucky by my cousin. It had been a crazy month. I'd effectively shut down my entire ministry, set up support for my then wife and daughter, learned from her that she didn't really want to stay married to me, and had a close friend come and take my gun from me for fear of some of the craziness running through my head. But on December 16th, 2012, I arrived in Kentucky a broken man. It only took a week to figure out that wasn't true. (laughs) (laughs) The truth was awful to learn and slow to come. I can't even begin to talk about the the 10 months at the, the 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 rehab, which we called the ranch, except to say a few things. My particular counselor got married guys out in seven months and single guys out in eight or nine. I was there for ten months. That gives you an idea of just how slow I was to learn the truth. And here's the truth. What's behind lust is simply pride. Thinking I'm the most important and certainly more important than you. I learned I was selfish Afraid of people, unloving, angry, and at the core of it, an enemy of God. Number three, deep within, the heart is wicked, evil, and anti-God. I used to believe and maybe even teach that we were basically good inside. Number four, or number four, uh, I learned that since I thought I was good inside, I didn't really need God. I just needed more of my own self. Number five, my self-reliance caused me to lose any bit of fear I had of the Lord. Instead, I was fearful of people. And lastly, number six, all of this led to me doing anything and everything to protect myself. I never let anyone see the real me, only the put-together version. Because of that, the last thing I would have ever done in my sin was tell someone about it. I much rather enjoyed my facade and my mask. I was really good at wearing it. So good I even fooled myself. And I thought I was fooling God. As a matter of fact, it was this offense that topped the list. And the reason Lindsay filed for divorce last week. She told me several times it wasn't the sexual sin that was the worst of it. It was the fact that I wore a mask with her for our entire relationship before everything got found out. And I keep, and it goes on and on. I'm not going to you know, read everything, right? Because there's a lot here, but it talks about like the difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow that I knew I needed to, like it was a process that I went through, right? Of, and I think everyone goes through this, right? Of first, like you feel bad you were caught. Sure. And then you feel bad because you feel bad. Then you feel bad because you, you're hurting. Then you feel bad because you hurt someone else. And then you feel bad because you hurt God. But that's not enough. Because you have to reach the point of not feeling, not just feeling bad because an action offended God, but... Getting to the point, and I believe this is what Paul meant by godly sorrow that leads to repentance. It's not, I don't, I, it wasn't that I had an action that offended God. I was offensive to God. Me in self, me in pride, me without Jesus. I am offensive to God. 
And so, yeah, it, it went on, and yeah, it goes on, and... How do you feel reading that? Yeah, I'm, I I feel okay. I mean, you know, I, I know I've grown from this, and actually, I'd like to end with the last paragraph. Uh, I'm skipping over a bunch of it, you know, but... Jesus described himself as meek, lowly, and humble in heart. Considering how prideful and self-important I was... It's no wonder I never saw it. He also said in Luke 9.24 that whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. The first part of that promise certainly came true in my life. I tried so desperately to cling to every single bit of my life that I lost everything. And I mean everything in the process. But God took me from the end of that promise into the beginning of another. Lose it, then you'll find it. He's giving me his life, and for the first time in a long time, I'm accepting it. But here's the rub. I didn't lose it for his sake. I lost it because of my own selfish sake. But just like, just as Sarah, uh, Abraham's wife, laughed at God, and centuries later we read that God actually called her righteous, God acts like he doesn't care that I lost my life for my sake. And he treats me like I lost it for his sake. That's his lowliness, his humility. He comes Mm. from under and lifts us up. The key is in trying to stay humble like him. I'm learning that only he can do that in me. Sometimes it's a hard lesson to learn, but I'm grateful that he's even using the lessons to humble me. The end. And ever since then, I've been great. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> wow. That was powerful. And, you know, and in some ways, in some ways, it's funny. You asked how I feel. Here, here's, here's the truth. And maybe I didn't, I didn't want to say this or didn't know how to say this. In some ways, that is just as fresh. The feeling of gratitude the feeling of of almost almost the the relief in discovering who i really am without jesus and so causing me to have to accept him for who he really is so in many ways yeah it was it's still fresh but also, at the same time, I look at that and I, I think about how far the Lord has brought me. And I don't say it with arrogance. I don't say it with pride. Like, I know he's done it. Mm. Where I, I look at this and I remember, I remember how hard that was to type. I remember how hard it was to know that I was going to have to stand in front of a room and I think I shared this last week. I, for, for, for my first little while at Celebrate Recovery, I didn't think I belonged there. I would look around and see all these people who struggled with all types of addictions or, you know, or were close to someone who struggled with all types of addictions. And I'm like, I don't know. at least I'm not addicted to Coke, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, was, that's what went through my mind the, 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 the first six months there, that I was going to have to stand in front of them and tell them who I really was and what I struggled with. And 
And I remember how hard that was. And I do remember the a day that it flipped. I was talking to a friend of mine who was my roommate during during this time in Kentucky and realizing like I think earlier that day I'd gotten a haircut or something like that and I was able with no shame to tell the barber the testimony of what Jesus did in my life. Mm. And uh that was that was I don't know maybe 6 months after this. And so, yeah, I'm 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 humbled, right? Cuz like I said, I'm some of that's so fresh, but also some of it's like, man, I I I can't believe I thought that was hard. I can't believe I thought that was hard to write way back when. Mm. Yeah. There's so many different elements of that what you wrote there that were especially there at the yeah. end that were just super super powerful. It 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 when you talked about that with your um barber. Yeah. It, it, as you described it, it felt like the shame had been taken away. Yeah, good, good, yeah, good call out. I bet that's it. The shame of your sin, the shame of any hesitation of, you know, professing the truth and reality of who who Jesus is unashamed. Yeah. Not that you, not that you had that issue. You were in in ministry, but really from a a place of honesty and truth. Yeah. Um, in a in a fresh way, and it's and it's funny. I I don't know that the the embarrassment or the shame or whatever you want to call it. It took a long time for that to actually go away, but what did happen, and and it's not all the way gone too, right? Like I still feel some of that, but what did happen? Sure, is my giving credit to Jesus for getting me out of it. And the freedom in that mm. began to outweigh the shame of my sin, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was that was a big thing. Actually, it was a, it was that for a lot of things, right? Like even 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 my addiction, right? Like it wasn't you know I, I prayed for a long time as as many of us do, right? Like Lord, just take this away from me, kind of thing, right? Like I know this is bad, Lord, just take this away from me. Help me hate it. Help me hate my sin. And it's like, man, once I actually admitted, and it took it took several months for me to get to this, and I've, and I've shared this on the podcast before, right, of that, that episode about the questions, right? It took a few months to admit that I didn't hate my sin. I loved it. And, and it wasn't that I, it, as I started to walk in victory, it wasn't that I hated it any less. It's that I just loved Jesus more <laughs> and feared him more. Mm. that uh that yeah and once once yeah once i once i stop once i stop praying the and i don't know that it was an invalid prayer or an unfair one i don't think so at all but once i stop praying lord just take this away from me flip the switch in me to help me you know to help me hate it once i stop praying that because james is pretty clear about lust like it's it's different it's different it comes from within us right and so yeah, I had to get over like maybe maybe I won't hate it. I remember I remember one time the the number two guy in the ministry who was like pretty much the 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 preaching pastor uh who had you know every single person in that ministry including the guy who founded it all had gone through that ministry as students at one point. Even the guy who founded mm-hmm. it, he developed it to get out of his own sexual addiction. 
And so mm. literally every single person on staff, except for the IT guy, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not kidding. But I remember he shared one, one time, and, and I know he meant well. I, I, don't, I don't mean this in any like poor way. I know he meant well, but he's like he was he was so excited and he was encouraging us men. He's like, guys, there's hope. I promise you there's hope. And he kept talking about hope, hope, hope. And then he said this. He goes, I'm proof of it. And there was a billboard that we all knew. It was on the highway, and we would pass it whether we were working in town or on Sundays when we would go to this other church or on the community or whatever. Everyone knew this billboard because it was advertising a local strip club mm. and it had a, some scantily clad woman on there. And and every one of us struggled with it every time we drove by it, right? And he said, he said, he goes, for the first time, he goes, I was able to drive by that without being tempted. And he goes, there's hope. And then, and then he keeps going. He's like, 19 years ago I came here. He goes, but there's hope because today I wasn't tempted. And I remember I remember leaning over to like my friend. I was like, is he trying to encourage us? 19 years? Like I don't I'm not gonna hold out for 19 years. This is crazy. Like if I gotta wait 19 years, like I'm done. I'm done for. Right? And so I just I just remember that and like not understanding that, yeah, it's it's a process, right? Like none of us, none of us get addicted to pornography overnight, <laughs> and the the per, the way I, out of it is is not overnight either. I always remember. Uh, I, I don't know if I've shared this or not. We on our missions trips sometimes we would separate, you know, the boys and the girls on a particular night, and one of the female leaders would talk about girls, you know, female struggles yep. t- for teenagers, particularly body image yeah, stuff and yeah. um and I would take the guys and we would talk about uh lust and 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 I would just I just start throwing out the words just to like the uncomfortableness of walking into that conversation and just like hey pornography <laughs> blowjob yeah. blah blah you know just and and would just share very openly about my experience and God's desire for us and um you know, and at that time, I mean, that was a few years ago, but I'm, you know, you know, late thirties, early forties, somewhere in that range and talking to these kids. And I had, I would get the feeling from them. Some of them were just so relieved. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not the only Mm. one, you know, but there also was kind of the, Oh oh, wait, you, you still struggle with this. (laughs) 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 <laughs> just like you're describing yeah. and it's like well but but there's 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 better but it, it, you know really what you describe in that letter what you've walked through what i think so many of us walk through is it's that it's that lowly way it's that being like jesus it's that you know humility into allowing him to do the mm. sanctifying work yeah. and it, yeah. it's and, and and here's the other thing as you were talking like if you would have gotten everything you wanted, hmm. if it would have gone the way you desire, if if you would have prayed a prayer and God would have snapped a finger and you have you don't have any lustful desires, would you have 
grown in character? Would you have matured in integrity or, you know, or is it just a, Hey, God came through and everything's great. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think we, we always pray for healing in that way, but there's also the, the character that's developed in, inside of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we submit in those moments of temptation. And I think that's one of the things that we, at least in the circles I came from, the, the charismania, I'll call it. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to poke fun at the whole movement or anything like that, but like that's one of the things that we, we miss. Um, is, is, yeah, is, is we're so like, oh, God is the God of, Miracles and God's the God of now and God's the God of well if I just believe enough something will happen and the the happening is the evidence of my belief right so whatever it is whether I'm I'm praying for rent or I'm praying to get over sickness like the evidence of that is rent comes or the evidence of that is I I, I get healed or someone gets healed right and we don't put enough stock in the process and that's and and maybe that's maybe i'm not being fair that's not a that's not an exclusively charismatic behavior right there's so many things i mean there's so many things out there where the the end result is what matters and what's rewarded and we forget the process is where jesus builds character and grows people What's the, I forget who said it. What's the saying? Success is a lousy teacher. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I'm, I, you know, I've been reading through the beginning of Matthew mm. in the last couple of weeks. And, and he even talks about that. Like you guys want to see all the, you guys want to see me just heal, you know, physically. You want to see miracles take place. And it's like, this is evidence yeah. of the power that I have. But if, if all your, if all you're looking for is the outcome, you're not you're not looking to me. Yeah. You're looking to what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. And it's a both end, yes. I think. You know, like God can, God can choose to, God does, but not always. And and if our desires for you know, his hand and his blessing and and what he does as opposed to just him individually i feel like that's kind of what we walked through a little bit saturday yeah. night was just this hope of is our hope in what he provides mm. or is our hope in him and his promise promises yeah. you know in his presence in that he is with us and won't leave us or forsake us yeah. even in the midst of of trials and s- suffering and I mean, it's all throughout Scripture, yeah. and we and we we want to we want to think, well, that that's suffering, that that that's that's for other people. Mm. <laughs> it's like no, we're 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 gonna walk through it, but that doesn't mean we give up. I mean, we had, um, you know, our our, our good friend, you know, in an auto accident yeah. over the yeah. weekend, and just was like, I don't know if I get any of this. Why why would God allow this to yeah. happen? And yeah. I'm like, man, I don't have all the answers, but he's good and he loves you and think where you were, you know, three years ago and, you know, you're alive after this accident and, and all the, it's so easy for any of us, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on an outcome Mm. to take place. I'm waiting on my kids to, 
you know, for their, you know, their emotions and their hearts to be healed. Um, you know, all of those things. And, you know, you finally just have to step back and go, what if nothing, what if, what if nothing changes? Am I willing to work, yeah. work <laughs> through it, do my part, be disciplined, yeah. be faithful. And yet know he, he knows he hears, he sees and he loves. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's what, that's what makes a Christian. Yeah. <coughs> and, I, and, I, and I mean beyond like, okay, you check the checkbox and when, sure. when you die, you're going to heaven, right? Like, there's so much more to it than that. And, and I think Jesus' example, right? If that's all there was, then Jesus would have, he wouldn't have come as a baby and grown up and had to go through life for 33 years. And what we read, he didn't exactly have an easy life. Like, right? right. Foxes, foxes have holes and birds of nests and this, but the Son of Man has no place to, to lay his head, right? Like, he didn't have it easy. And, and I'm not saying, and I, I want to be careful because I'm not saying, like, we have to, we, we, we have to have it hard, right? I don't, I don't mean that at all. But, and, and this is something, I, I'm, I'm going a little bit off topic here, but this is something I know we've talked about on the show before, right? Like, when everything's so easy, when being, I, I, like, I should have known how, I should have known that something was really wrong with my Christian walk with how easy everything was. Because mm. there was no growth. And so when everything's easy, and I think this is one of the things that we've seen in the, in the American church in the last, you know, five years or so is like, you know, we 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 re- we read. It's pretty clear, right? In in Paul's writing, in Peter's writing, like it's pretty clear that there's something gained by suffering and persecution. There's something incredible gained in the Lord, and so when we don't have that, and we feel like we're missing out, like there's, I think there's a couple things we can do. Number one, we could say. Well, what have I like watered down or softened that I'm I'm too attractive to the world, <laughs> right? Or the you know the the extreme opposite is, well, let me manufacture some persecution. Let me like, right? Like, oh, COVID happened. Every single every single public place in the country has to shut down. Oh my God! They're persecuting the church. This is wrong. It's like I'm persecuting the church, <laughs> and maybe I'm off well, topic. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think the way that you said that though is um, suffering and persecution. Those things don't happen. Uh, I, I, I'm 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 s- thinking about this as I'm saying it, but but persecution especially doesn't happen to people in power. Yeah. And, and I think that's the dynamic maybe as maybe we are off track, but let's, Hey, look, let's, let's land there. I'm good. I'm good with it. it. Let's investigate if, if, how can we as Christians, as Christians, as I hate to say, say it, but Christians as a voting block, Mm. like how, how can we seek worldly power? And yet, Scripture tells us that we're going to endure suffering and persecution 
and those things can't happen simultaneously. And, and Jesus didn't come to do it that way. And so that's, I, I, and I, th- I, I honestly, I, uh, this graphic I'm, I'm going to show this Saturday. So, um, it'll be last Saturday for listeners. So it, <laughs> you, we're not we giving anything away. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I saw this, it's Lifeway Research, um, uh, America, it's a graph, Americans confidence in church falls to a record low. In 1975, confidence in the church, American church, was uh, all, uh, nearing 70%. And there's been this steady decline to, in 2022, it's down to 31%. Wow. I don't know if you can see that. I can't. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but it just, it makes me think. Our hope has become in, yeah. has come in in so many other ways yeah. that we think we can control and figure out, yeah. and, and to where the rest of the world, the rest of the country, is looking at Christians and the dynamics that have been played out over decades, but especially here over the last several years, and and where's the hope yeah. in that? Where how can I trust people yeah. within the within the church? What is this? What is this good news? Who is this God that that they're worshiping? And um, I think you know. So to feeling like there's uncertainty, yeah. to feeling like as a church or in ministry that there's this you know the storms and there's lack of trust and there's lack of commitment and involvement in ways, and um, we see this all across the country, and it's like, man, how do we? go back to being hopeful mm. that this isn't about the outcome. Yeah. This isn't about what God's going to provide. This isn't how big our, our our facilities are, how great our programs are. This what, is about... What laws we get passed or who the it, political sure. savior is or whatever. Right? For sure. Yeah. It is simply mm. the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. It is simply the knowing that we are loved, experiencing his presence and seeking the way that he lived his life. Right. And um, and, th- and in that, I think that's where hope continues mm. to remain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. And it, it seems so simple. And like, you know, you and I can talk about it so simply, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think about, and I'm not trying to like end on a depressive <laughs> note or anything, but I think about like, <laughs> you know, how many how many times and how many ways i i keep like my, my hope that is still in me mm. right so oh I, do, yeah i, I, I do. you know whatever it is right like i know we we talk about these big ticket issues but man there's so many ways and so many areas where yeah it's it's still me taking the reins uh, he, you know, the writer of Hebrews, right? Like returning to former things. So, I could, I could tell you, I think I admitted to you one of these times, but in the last like month and a half, there were two times when I was so stressed, and I just like, I, I gorged on food. I ate enough for like three or four people, mm. and I haven't done that in, I haven't done that in 
years. But like I was I was so convicted. Like, man, this is this is me taking the reins of my own emotions. Of not of me having my hope in my ability to solve my emotions, not in Jesus. So mm. yeah, I've I've had those uh, I've had those thoughts in regard to trying to figure everything out. Like yeah. you said, whether it's I, I've got to figure out how to get my kids to behave mm. or whatever, instead of just being on my knees, going, God, you you're the one that has yeah. to do it. I, I'm I'm in the midst of like, I hands are kind of off the wheel with you know what's happening from a ministry perspective, like I don't know what's to yeah. come. I don't know, but to just, and I have the okay. Do we need a do we what evangelism plan do we need mm-hmm. to have? How do we need need to reach out to the community and and I I have to continue to go back to God. This is yours. Make make your way known. Do whatever you want to do. But my hope's going to remain in his faithfulness to what he said, yeah. he, who he is. And our role is just to remain faithful, to worship him and to love him and pour ourselves out for the good of others. Mm. And so, yeah, it's hard to not start to rely on ourselves. Right. I think that's <laughs> anybody listening. Like, we, we want to go back to our flesh and we're smart enough, you know, we're wise enough, we can figure it out and... So many times, it's every time, it's this is all about mm-hmm. him. This is all for him, and so, uh, yeah, let's let's keep relying on him. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Well, good. All right, I'm glad well, you I do like it. it. I okay. do. Well, good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that that letter. I know that's very personal, um, but man, the way the way that that's led you to be who you are today. I mean, it's. Thank goodness it didn't take 19 years. Well, I mean, we can get into that, too, because <laughs> it's still taking time. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just yeah. mean... I, I don't mean, want to make it sound like it's like, something like, that I'm not, right? But <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. But 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 that you... I mean, God has really done a work yeah. in you that's, yeah. I think, clear and evident to anybody that knows you personally. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. So Well, well... We haven't done that. Let's do that. Let's do this again. Okay. Next week. Next week? Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Peace.